The Bad Batch, The Mandalorian, Rebels, and the new Big Bad? Everything is pointing towards Thrawn and his master plan. But what does this actually mean for Star Wars? And how does the Bad Batch finale change the stakes for Palpatine's secret plan? Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Let's talk about that Bad Batch finale. Oh my gosh. Goodness yeah. gracious. Probably the last like four or five episodes of the Bad Batch have just freaking taken the bad. Like went head to head <laughs> with Mandalorian and won. Mm -hmm. Like I have been so, so enjoying this kind of storytelling. And I, th I think they just are doing it so well. They did some pretty bold things in these last, what, two for the finale? Two yeah, episodes for the, the finale? The two-episode two finale. Mm -hmm. Yes, they did. Was not expecting a lot of this. Yeah. There's there's a lot there. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my brain here. I'm proud of my, like, experience and just, like, Star Wars knowledge, you know? I just saw, like, a glimpse <laughs> of a white shirt. And I was like, wait a second. Could it be? Is that actually the person that I think it is? And they did confirm it. Krennic. Krennic, Tarkin, and the, basically the most powerful Imperials all got together in this episode. And I have not seen enough discussion on this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's huge. Yeah. Like, this is a monumental moment in the Star Wars timeline that we got to see. Like, this is, this is pre-Death Star. They're probably talking about the Death Star. Yeah. And they're planning this massive change. And there's freaking Krennic and Tarkin in a meeting for the Empire. Mm -hmm. So cool. Uh, I think that this, this whole scene here is going to have some huge ramifications as we get further on. And obviously with that ending, we cannot be not getting a season three. Truly. We also saw Saw Gerrera. Yeah. That was wild. That, that blew me away. I was like, what? 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 Oh. Uh, okay. Hello. <laughs> yeah. I saw this one thing uh, that was like, yeah, Saw Gerrera and how like, radical he is would be a lot cooler if he actually succeeded at anything. <laughs> I was like, man, throwing some shade. I mean, it's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, it seems like all of the things that he's in, he doesn't necessarily like follow through all the way. But it was a cool little thing of like, what the, what? Mm -hmm. When he was a real, it, was, it, it took me back a moment. Like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Seeing that face again, I was uh, like, oh, oh, It shoot. took me a second. I was like, who? Oh, my. What? Oh. Like, I went through, like, five stages of realization when he showed up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I appreciate how much, like, more in-depth their plans seemed to be than mm -hmm. uh, the Bad Batches, where they were just like, we're just going to run in there. Yeah. Uh, Saw Guerrero's like, we've got a 17-step plan. Yeah, And exactly. we're on <laughs> step 15 right now. The Bad Batch is like, we're just trying to save Crosshair here. Yep. Uh, we barely got here, um, and we're probably going to blow everything up. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, our plan is to blow everything up, but it sounds a lot more dumb when you say it. Yeah. But we're not actually saving anyone this this point. We're yeah. actually trying to kill everyone. Uh -huh. So maybe step out of our way. Fair enough, Saw. Fair mm. enough. Yeah. But like it's it's so fascinating that all these different pieces are coming together because mm -hmm. we have Royce Hemlock who is a new character to Star Wars mm -hmm. and seems to be like a big new thing to this Bad Batch arc and yeah. probably the whole series as a whole. Probably Star Wars as a whole. 
I think so. Connecting things. Yeah, maybe it's so weird because you know this is this is post Order sixty six. We're we're getting closer to more of like the Andor time frame. Not quite. I think we're closer maybe to Solo when it really comes down to it. But we're in that we're on that weird transitional period where we have like stuff like the Fallen Order mm. taking place after Order sixty six. We've got the Bad Batch that picks up basically right at Order sixty six, and there's that whole arc in season one. And I think it's fascinating this timeline change and then if you jump forward quite a bit of ways you have the mandalorian which is set after the battle of yavin mm. i think it's 9 aby when we start mandalorian and we're in like 10 or 11 depending on who you ask don't ask dave filoni or Dan, like freaking john favreau they have no idea we're in this time frame so you've got Bad Batch over here setting up the foundation of what will ultimately come to fruition over here with the Mandalorian, with mm-hmm. Dr. Pershing. Mm-hmm. And you see that they're still trying these cloning ideas. Mm-hmm. They're still looking at what Kamino did and what the Kaminoans did in terms of how the clones are working. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fascinating as we move deeper into this story. And I think a part part of it is like why... Is this such a big deal? I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, Palpatine. And Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, wanting to live forever and just keep cloning himself and making his brain Mm -hmm. bigger and collecting all this data. And And we we have so many examples of this in Legends, too. Like, Mm -hmm. even in the video games, like Star Wars The Force Unleashed, those deal with cloning. Can you replicate the force in clones? Mm. Can you replicate these certain things when you do clone? What is a mo- what is a more advanced version of a clone? Mm-hmm. Can you take one person and clone them both from their identity to their physicality, their age, their experience, all of that stuff? And what does that mean? How is that going to work? And that's, I think, a lot of what Palpatine's playing at is we have these... Things, at least in Legends, that we know he did, but we have yet to see a full, like, breakdown of it. But for some reason, it included the bombing of Kamino. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that was just a ploy for more control. Mm-hmm. The Kaminoans, although they did their job extremely well, yeah. they were still just mm-hmm. a, a planet unto themselves. Yeah. They were not truly controllable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were even part of the Empire or the Republic, honestly. I don't honestly. think so. I think they were just kind of doing their own thing, yeah. getting paid. I think that mm-hmm. was literally it. Like, they're just yeah. here for the money uh-huh. and to do the work that they want to do. Galaxy-renowned cloning. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got the cloners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely feel like this is a step to take things into a, a much more direct, like a, a, mm-hmm. a more evil or sinister uh, yeah. plan for cloning uh-huh. that the Kaminoans probably would have said, yeah, no, we're not, we're not into yeah. that. We're not into the Empire's big plan to rule the galaxy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And in, like, in Legends, Palpatine underneath the Jedi Temple, deep underneath where they, where they built the, the Sith Temple, like he had his own secret lair that he had a bunch of different cloning facilities in and he was really experimenting with a lot of that. So like he was... He was deep in this. Yeah. And then their location, which we'll get into later on in the episode, make sure you're you're stay tuned for that because we're going to be talking a lot about Thrawn, his rise to power, where he came from, and then what the next steps are for Star Wars. The location that they're on, Mount Tantus, is a big part of Legends Thrawn. Like he found that that was a, a place that I think Palpatine or Thrawn used to store many ancient artifacts. Hmm. 
So Thrawn was very much a collector. Palpatine's That's a collector as well. And now we have a creepy scientist collecting clones. Yes. And like he's he's a new character in Star Wars. He's first introduced in the Bad Batch, which I think is super fun. He's a freaky dude, man. Like yeah. he creeps me out big time. Does anyone know what's happening with his hand? He's always like holding his hand. Have you mm-hmm. noticed that? Yeah. Maybe it's a clone hand. Maybe. Ah, it's not ah! his own. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe. Mm-hmm. What do you think Omega has to do with Omega? Omega. Because we had a, we had a huge reveal in this episode with Omega is not the only female clone. Mm-hmm. And interesting that she would, I don't know, maybe it's not interesting, but for this older, older maybe, mm-hmm. clone to come at her and say, I'm your sister? Yeah. I mean, I guess the other clones kind of call themselves brothers and mm-hmm. whatnot, so I guess that makes sense. It still felt weird. Like, yeah. it still felt uh huh. It was like, oh, whoa, that's weird. Yeah. I, it, it almost like takes away some of the specialness of mm-hmm. Omega, mm-hmm. which I think is the whole point. Yeah. I wonder too. Tying it to the Mandalorian, we have like the whole thing where they're trying to make new life with taking the best parts of two individuals mm-hmm. and cloning that into one person. I wonder if that's an experiment that they're running in Bad Batch mm-hmm. of like trying to make the ultimate clone of like, we're gonna take this part. Maybe you have great hair over here. Maybe right. you have like super strength over here. Let's let's merge those two things mm-hmm. together. Be interesting to see if that's what they try to do with the Bad Batch. Like mm-hmm. to see if they'll just try and like get all their heightened senses individually and try to merge them into one clone. Maybe. Maybe. It, it depends on what they want. Yeah. Though, but why they, Omega? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like we still don't even really have a clear idea as to why the Bad Batch considers her super important yeah other than they're all clones they're clones and she's a clone and Mm -hmm. she's young and she needs protecting and yet she needs and she needs a family Mm -hmm. we theorized on the channel about the possibility of crosshair being tested on for the dark trooper progress like the project Mm -hmm. on that i think it was like phase zero or phase one which is taking clones and using i think it's, I think it's like either 70% human and then 30% robot, or it might be the reverse. But using uh, a mix of the cyborg-human combination mm-hmm. to make the Dark Troopers, which ultimately become robots like right. we see in Mandalorian. Uh, fun fact, those were introduced in video games. Really? Yeah. So make sure you stay tuned for the Star Wars celebration panel that we'll be diving into on stage live Saturday. 12.30 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. We'll be diving into all the details around video games and how they influence Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that's a, another key piece of what uh, th- this connection that they could possibly have. Mm-hmm. So I, they're, they're working towards the stormtroopers. We know they ultimately end up with the stormtroopers, so there must be something past that. Mm-hmm. What is that middle period? What is this? What are they working mm-hmm. on? It's still so mysterious. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if Omega is a clone that doesn't have the growth. I don't think she does. I think she's just like a standard kid, kind of like... Uh, um, Django. Django, mm-hmm. yeah. Or Boba. Boba. Yeah, yeah. Boba. Kind of mm-hmm. like Boba. Yeah. I wonder if she's more just the human side mm-hmm. of the batch, you know? Yeah. I still don't fully understand of like, if does the aging process stop once they reach that certain age, or does it keep on going? Do I feel like it must keep on going. And I, I think- don't know. Because, like, 
I don't if know. You look at Rex and Rebels, like that. That's, that's true. It's not like yeah. um, it's not like he was like super old. It seems like it. It would have to just continue on accelerating their age because even in Bad Batch, they're discussing how yeah they're aging. They're aging. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but still, it's still strange. It's still very in the dark. Yeah. About what all this is about. There's a there's a lot to be like broken down with the Bad Batch, especially that finale, because there's so many different pieces. You've got what the Empire's doing. You've got Tarkin, Krennic, all of that summit going on. You have Hemlock and his experimentation. You have Crosshair. You have Project Ninety Nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, those troopers, the Bad Batch themselves. You have what we know is going on in terms of budding rebellion, mm-hmm. the Jedi, all of these different moving pieces. It's like there's a lot that's going on with all this. And then Tech died. Yeah, and then the Tick Deed. <laughs> tick Deed. <laughs> tick No. <laughs> Which was so Listen, sad. That was so sad. I cried. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, te- I shed tears. Yeah. I didn't think I would. Because so Tech good. was always felt a little stale. But, but we my, did have that great they moment. They fast tracked. They sure his did. They sure did. Big time. Um, How dare they? I knew someone was gonna die. Like I, I felt <laughs> it in my bones, and I was like, oh, "Who is it? Could it be this person? Could it be this person?" I did not expect Tech to die. No, but it makes sense in hindsight. Mm, yeah. Oh, sorry, man. Uh, it makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot going on in that finale, and I think. Man, it's it's definitely changing how we're going to move Star Wars forward, especially with probably announcement for season three as they go and try to get Omega back from Hemlock and really move deeper into that. Mm-hmm. And really find out what's going on. Because you know mm-hmm. there's no way they can get her and not find out what's yeah. going on. I wonder if they're going to work more closely with Rex and maybe mm-hmm. Cody. Because we still haven't seen Cody again. True. Um, I think that could be a big part of things in season three because mm-hmm. we have we've lost Tech. Did Crosshair get returned? No. Yeah, so we don't have Crosshair either. Like, it's just, it's Hunter and it's... Wrecker. Wrecker, yeah. Against the galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, what are they going to do? Yeah. Switching gears, we've mentioned Thrawn. Thrawn is a fascinating character. Like, rising through the ranks of the Empire in a way that no alien had even done before. And... I mean, there was, I think there still is in the Empire a no alien policy or something. It's not, maybe not an, a, mm. a spoken rule, yeah. but it is an agreed upon rule. And anyone that was a non-human was very, like they were, they went through hell. Mm-hmm. So we've both been reading, listening to Thrawn, the mm-hmm. first book. Yes. The first canon book. Oh my gosh, dude. Whoa. Thrawn, if you if you don't, if you know Thrawn from Rebels, you have a a, a sliver, mm-hmm. just a taste of what Thrawn is. Because literally, this dude is a master tactician, someone who was kicked out of the Chiss ascendancy because he was so masterful. He got kicked out of the Chiss ascendancy because they have a no uh, preeminent strike rule. So. He gave a preeminent strike, Mm -hmm. and it worked. It saved his people from a a very big threat in the unknown regions in the wild space. But because of that, he was kicked out of the Chiss Ascendancy. We meet him on this rogue planet, very much on the outer rim, way off. I think it might have been wild space or getting close to Mm -hmm. it. 
And the the way we are introduced to this character is he is one by one taking out this squad of stormtroopers. <laughs> yep. And ultimately is playing around with their communication devices, turning it off and on, cutting them off, bringing them to different locations. And then he takes one of their suits and infiltrates into their ranks and is just barely noticed. Mm-hmm. Like, that is incredible. Frankly, and then he wanted to be caught. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> like, if he didn't want to be caught, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't have been have caught. Yeah. Um, just so he could have another future. Like, yep. he is so tactical. He is so brilliant in terms of the, the paths of war. Mm-hmm. And then he pairs up with this dude who helps him, uh, learns from Thrawn, but also helps Thrawn in terms of translating. Mm-hmm. And Thrawn rises through the ranks of the uh, Naval Academy, the Imperial Navy. And he goes through there so quickly but doesn't know the whole like political side of the empire mm-hmm. so he's making all these decisions on like what is best for the empire ultimately what is best for this mission without being like oh how will this help me rise through the ranks so he's he's ruffling a lot of feathers mm-hmm. which is fascinating because it shouldn't like yeah. literally if everyone knew that he was just there because he wanted to be yeah like uh-huh. <laughs> Literally, the Empire is now his new family and his new tribe, and mm-hmm. he's like, I will do everything I can to make sure that this succeeds. Mm-hmm. And that's literally his only goal. It's like, yeah. I just want this to succeed. Mm-hmm. So here I am. And everyone's like, oh, he just wants status. He just wants power. And he's like, yeah. literally, I just want to I just want to win. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to win, and I know how to win. Yeah, I want the I... Empire to win, not even yeah. himself. I mm-hmm. want the Empire to win. Like he's cutting he's cutting off all of these um rogue governors and high ranking people that are using the spice mines and all of these different things to benefit and make profit off of them. But Thrawn's like, Yeah, this is against the Empire. So we're gonna shut that down and shut this down and like he is like slowly but methodically weeding through the Empire mm-hmm. and just cutting out all the fat. Yep. That's insane. Yeah. This guy, it's funny how he is ruffling everyone's feathers, mm-hmm. but at the same time, no one can be mad at him because he's literally doing what their job is. Yeah. Like, he's literally <laughs> doing exactly what they want everyone to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so he's like... To the to the I, law. Like, yeah. they, can't te- they can't get him on a technicality. Mm-mm. Everyone's like, frick, we can't, like... He's doing everything right. Like, he covers his tracks and all that stuff because they're thinking, like, he's trying mm-hmm. to make a ploy for the Empire and all this stuff. But, like, literally, he's just. He's trying to do what he can to uh-huh. make the Empire. And he's doing he what can. he's doing best. Yeah. <laughs> Which is tactical, mm-hmm. just brutality in the best ways possible. Yeah, in the simplest ways. Mm-hmm. And he can think, like, how they're all thinking. Yeah. Like, he can think, like, how. He can think about how someone would want to undermine things. Mm hmm. In a strategic way, and not necessarily in a like. It's like why are these people doing psychological this? people way? Yeah. So very fascinating mm-hmm. to see. And he's just like breaking down their uh, expressions. Uh-huh. And it's it's yeah. so great. Highly recommend listening to the audiobook. The voice actor is incredible, Mark mm-hmm. Thompson. Good gosh, there are voices he does that I don't know. Like I don't recognize them as his voice. Nope. Like he's that good. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but why is he so important to the Empire? We talked a bit about like how he's writing through the ranks, but like I think ultimately he's so important to the Empire and why Palpatine likes him so much mm-hmm. and just appreciates that is he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He gets his results. And more than that, mm-hmm. he's literally here for the Empire. I think that's what Palpatine sees in him right from the get-go, yeah. is that, oh, this man, this alien, mm-hmm. has no ties to anyone and no yeah. want for self, I don't know, I don't mm-hmm. want to say gratification, but like self- Like literally, like he, he lost himself when he when he was like kicked out of the chiss. Mm-hmm. So he's just trying to find the next thing to like, okay- this is the next cause I'm a being a part of. He's literally like a puzzle master, and he just needs a puzzle to, yeah. to figure out, to mm-hmm. win. So this is this is what I love so much about Thrawn, is in Rebels, when Ezra takes Thrawn out of the picture, they go into wild space, they go to the unknown regions, and they're, they're, they're crashed on this Star Destroyer. The big boy, the Chimera, the, the head honcho ship. <laughs> The ship of all ships, you could say. Wow. Once he's taken out of the picture, very soon after that, the Empire starts to crumble and eventually fall with the destruction of the Death Star. And also, fun fact, Thrawn found the Death Star before anyone else knew. <laughs> Him and his buddy were tracking down. They're like, man, there's something that's taken a lot of different parts and materials, and they're going into this random part of the galaxy. <laughs> they're projects combined he's like i have an inkling of where i think this is they've done a really good job they're working through third parties contractors they're dispersing everything but he's like i think there's something going on here ultimately he discovers the death star before anyone else is officially wow yeah is that in the book that's i think in the future books Uh, i just know this from uh star wars lore videos writings and shorts and that kind of stuff that's crazy yeah I mean, that's Thrawn, though. It is Thrawn. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's it's insane. But, like, that's how much power this one man has. And I think that's why he's the perfect villain for this next series of TV shows, movies, whatever. He is almost unbeatable. If you're going from a pure tactical, mm-hmm. him versus you, you have to make a plan that he will thwart him. He yeah. will win. Unless you use like magic space wells and just do something very stupid, mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. you'll be like, "Oh, I did not okay. expect that at all." <laughs> yeah, you have to throw him a curveball that he cannot mm-hmm. um, calculate the curve to, which yeah. will be very difficult. <laughs> uh-huh. But like that's that's why he's the perfect villain for this new series of shows and movies. Is he is it? Ma- he's so smart that it makes everyone else better. Mm, yes, because they have to try to beat him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be very intrigued to see, because it seems to be um, Ahsoka's goal Mm -hmm. to get him. I'm going to be really interested to see her take him on. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I definitely don't think she's going to take him on alone. Mm -hmm. She's definitely going to join up with... Skeleton crew, Mandalorian, (laughs) whoever. Whoever. Boba Fett, Everyone, who knows. I often feel like they typically use a supernatural Mm -hmm. (laughs) something to overcome Thrawn because he's just (laughs) so crazy. Um, So it should be very interesting. And that's kind of why I'm not surprised that they're choosing Ahsoka specifically Mm -hmm. to pinpoint Thrawn because she's the force wielder in this big story sort of thing. 
Like should be interesting. Thrawn is I'm I'm a, I'm a good guy kind of guy, you know. Mm-hmm. I like the good guys. I like the rebels. I like the resistance. Against Thrawn, sorry guys, no. Thrawn wins yep. my heart. <laughs> he is my boy, and I want him to win. I don't want him to get taken out by anybody because I think he's too good of a villain. Mm-hmm. He's not evil, Mm-mm. which makes him so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like he is not evil in Star Wars. Like he is just doing what he believes is right and how to successfully do that. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. So I hope that Ahsoka just sets up a larger story with them. Yeah. Because I want to see as much Thrawn as I can. Yes, please. And I want to see Thrawn win big. Yeah. Really uh-huh. big. Like really set the standard of like what they're going to have to like get all of our heroes to the same level like baseline make sure they have some good character growth Seriously, and development. please. And then take him down. Like mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like six episodes and then boom. Yeah. They're over. They're over. No, I want this like built up and they're really building up with Mandalorian and the mentions that we've seen of Thrawn and Moff Gideon's probably working for Thrawn. Like there's definitely something going on there. Mm-hmm. The concern, I, the only concern I have is Thrawn is such a like nuanced character mm-hmm. and except for Andor, the new wave of Disney shows on Disney Plus, they don't do nuance. Everything is right there to see. Mm-hmm. And Thrawn, Thrawn and Rebels, I think they did a really good job of like really showcasing that. Yeah. But I think they in live action, there needs to be even more weight to that to really showcase his strengths as a villain. Yeah. Lately, especially with Mandalorian, um, it's been... Sloppy. Yeah. Sloppy and... Unfocused. And yet... Anakin... In the prequel trilogy, basically, and the Clone Wars. <laughs> Sloppy, unfocused, mm. unguided. Yeah. <laughs> Rageful. <laughs> yeah. I I just, I remember seeing Mandalorian first season, and it was so cinematic and gritty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I went back and watched it. So good. Like, it's it had a direction. It mm-hmm. knew what it was going to do. There are some slow sections with, I think, episode three or four or whatever but like but it still had a look about it had it, a, it had a goal too mm. like it had yeah. underlying you had momentum and you had a goal of doing mm-hmm. like we are five episodes into the season and we just now kind of figured out where we might be going in the future possibly mm-hmm. but not this season yeah i don't know man it ooh. Throwing Thrawn on the scene right now mm-hmm. would be very bad. Yeah. Like, no, please don't. Yeah. Hold him off for at least uh-huh. another season or something because yeah. I just can't. Like, it's. Uh-huh. <laughs> if he comes on now, I'm going to be very, very disappointed. Yeah. I think it's fine if you, like, hint to it, maybe. Maybe. Like they've been doing. Like, mm. man, this is kind of like a lot more for, like, a warlord or something. Like, maybe stuff like that. But honestly, don't. Don't don't throw don't. Thrawn Just into don't. season three of The Mandalorian. No. I think all of us are going to look back to season three and be like, man, that was rough. That was like the middle school era of this show. Mm-hmm. Thrawn in Star Wars needs to pull some big punches. And mm-hmm. to see him in live action, that actor has got to know what they're doing. Yeah. Has got to know just the history and mm-hmm. the way this being thinks yeah. like i think that's why so many people want lars mickelson to play him yeah because he's got that experience with mm-hmm. ron and like whoever's writing these shows make sure you go through and listen read do whatever you need to to 
digest all of the Thrawn material mm-hmm. because good gosh, is it so freaking awesome. I knew he was cool from researching videos, but like listening to this book has just opened up my eyes even more with how freaking awesome he is. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I started watching Rebels because of Thrawn. Oh yeah, I remember. You yeah, were like, I was like, I need to know more about this guy, so yeah. I'm going to watch all of Rebels to find uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just finished season one of Rebels for the second time as I'm going through my rewatch and I'm, I'm enjoying it. Surprisingly fantastic. Surprisingly. Surprisingly fantastic. Mm. I would rate it fantastic. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. I still not to the levels of a like Clone Wars, yeah. but like it's 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 got some like good moments there. Yeah, it does. The Kanan Ezra stuff? Mm. Whoa. Yeah. That is a lot more nuanced this time around. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think a second watch is in order for me. Yeah, it's good. With that, thank you so much for watching this episode. Let us know your thoughts on our theories. Uh, The Bad Batch and its connection with Thrawn, cloning, as well as Thrawn being the next big bad. I think there's a lot to be said there. But let us know in the comments below. You can check out the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can check us out on YouTube for the video version, as well as some more content, breakdowns, reviews, and deep dives into the TV shows, games, and movies. Make sure you check us out. And don't forget to like and subscribe. As always, may the Force be with you.